And now we take you to Evangel Assembly of God in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. I just want to thank God for Brother Rodney Howard Brown and for the uh, River Bible Institute students that came up here and worship team. We had over 30 students and, and worship team members that came. They actually slept down in our cafe and they took their showers at a local, uh, where did they take their showers, Zach? At UFIT. And, uh, I mean, they were real troopers. Did you know that that week we, we had training every morning in evangelism? And that week over 200, 201 specific, 201 evangelists, those of you from our congregation and people from other congregations in Tallahassee went out and they presented the gospel. They presented these gospel scripts. Did you receive a gospel script when you came in this morning? They, they presented, just take, take your script out and just look at it. Take your script out and look at it. You know, the question is, have you ever heard that God loves you and he's got a plan for your life? And then the next question is, if you died right this second, would you go to heaven? Now that gets people's attention. And some people say yes. And when you ask them why, they'll say, because I'm a pretty good person. And if people gave answers, anything other than Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life, Jesus Christ is my Savior, He lives inside me, then, then the soul winner would then ask, can I share with you, can we just hold off on those, those, those picks? We're not quite ready for them. Can I share with you, can I share with you what the Bible says? See, the Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm a whosoever, you're a whosoever. Can I just pray for you right now? And they just quickly prayed a prayer of blessing. Lord, I ask you to bless this person. I ask you to bless them financially and physically and, and in every way possible. Just, I pray they'll live a long life, Lord God. I pray they would choose to, to give you their heart. And then you quickly say, can I pray with you to, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? And, and, and you just follow the script. And I know I tried to memorize it and I did, but it was far more effective when I held the script out in front of me and I was sharing it with people. And I'd say, if you'd like to receive the gift that God has for you right now, would you just repeat after me? Say, dear Lord Jesus, why don't you guys, let's all practice this. Pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you're risen from the dead. That you're coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost. A hunger for the things of God. A holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. As a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, I say welcome to the kingdom of God. And I tell you, if you pray that prayer in faith and sincerity, your sins are forgiven. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. God wants you to live for him. If you don't have a church home, we have a great church at Evangel Assembly of God. We meet, we meet for worship at 1030 on Sunday mornings. 7 o'clock on Wednesday nights. We've got classes. We've got over 20 adult small groups going on right now. Five of them meet on Sunday mornings at 9.30. We've got classes for teenagers and college and young adults. And we've got classes for, for younger children. I mean, this is a great church. We invite you to come out and join us. Amen? Amen. 
Hallelujah. How many of you got a chance, got a chance to use this soul winning script after the revival was over, maybe during Thanksgiving or in the week since then? Let me just see your hand. You did. How about joining me up here real quick? Come on. Come on. I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I'm going to ask you a few questions. Come on. Now let's show those, let's show those slides as they come, okay? Because these are the slides from the service that we had here on the, on the 20th of November. Folks, we ended up having 35 people responding to the altar call that morning to give their hearts to Christ. We did the big food giveaway. Downstairs, there were 118 people 118 people that prayed to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say hallelujah? I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gets me excited. Gets me excited. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. I appreciate you coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us about using the soul winning script. Well, I did it during the Rodney Howard Brown, but then after... I found it a few times, in, in a, once in a store, I, I think it was um, Fresh Market, there was a woman in the back, and I, I, I find it hard to just go cold call on it, like, but I did, I did talk to her for a little while, and I went through the script, I didn't have it in front of me, and um, uh, maybe two other times I did, and it was, re- it was a good that's, response. That's wonderful. And I've also done some, uh, um, through, I, I write better than I talk. So I've done a little bit of it through um, uh, emailing. That's good. Because then they can go back yeah. and forth. I'd rather do it in person, but some yeah. people aren't in you know, town. Yeah. So. That is excellent. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. How about you, man? After that week, um, I went uh, to Walmart and uh, in the parking lot, and I saw um, um, a guy was pushing the cart. And the Lord drew me to him, and uh, I, I read the scripture to him, and uh, and they accepted Jesus Christ on, on the parking lot. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> um, I had some free time this past Friday. Uh, I went, so I, I went to the bus station, but the last time I went to the bus station, the public bus station, they threw me out. So this time, <laughs> so this time I said, well, I'm going to go to the Greyhound bus station. So I stood on the, wall, in the parking lot, and, uh, and I, I said, I'm not leaving here until I get ten people. So um, I uh, got I, I ministered to ten, uh, eight people, and then there was two people across this, two people across, and then it, then then the traffic started slowing. So I said, I'm going to go across the street to that to that car washing lot. So I asked, I went up to a guy. I said, you know, the Lord loves you, and he had a big smile, and his name was Mike. And I so I ministered to him. I said, I need another, I need two more after you. He, I said, <laughs> he go. I, how about your friends over there? They, 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 did they need to know Jesus? I said yes. So I went over to, to his friends, another Mike and another guy, and they, and they all accepted the Lord, and it was just to His glory. Hallelujah! <laughs> now, now you've also told me this. This is this is Dr. Andrew Scandamea, who's a gerontologist. You've told me that you've also shared and you prayed with some of your patients, haven't you? Well, I, I mean, I pray with everyone in my office. I mean, if they if they if, if they allow me, I ask them, "Would you mind if I?" You believe in prayer? That's my question. You believe in prayer? And across the board, like ninety nine point nine percent say yes, especially when they're sick. So, <laughs> so, and, and, and in the hospitals too. In right? the hospital, yeah, the hospital is a big, a big area of, um, of, wow. of need, of need. Wow, that's exciting. By God's grace. Hallelujah. <laughs> Luce. Amen. Well, I'm not as productive as my husband, who gets ten in one shot. 
But uh, uh, for Thanksgiving, my children brought one uh, a friend from college, and uh, this girl is uh, from Columbia, uh, Columbia University, but she's originally from China, and uh, we were able to 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 talk to her, and we pull out, you know, the conversation started getting into that direction. So it was like. I called my son and said, Ian, hurry up, bring that script. So he brought the paper and we were able to make her confess the Lord as her Savior. So it was really special because now my daughter is taking her to church up there in New York. Wow, wow, that's wonderful. This is Pastor John Augustine. These guys moved here from Indianapolis just a month or two ago. What I discover with the script this is a lifestyle. Yes, it is. Everywhere I go, I take this with me. In the grocery store, on the job, in school, wherever. And every opportunity I get to speak to someone, I take that opportunity. Let them know that Jesus Christ loves them. He cares for them. He's coming back again. Live ready. That's my testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Oh, good. This is Teddy. Hi. Um, so I have a friend who is in the um, Leon County Sheriff's Office, and I shared the gospel with him. And um, last night he let me know that there was a man that was laying on the ground intoxicated. And so he took him to the hospital. And while he was at the hospital, he got a Bible there. So um, I feel like me sharing the gospel with my friend who was in the sheriff's um, department helped to preach the gospel to other people. So when we share the gospel with one person, we're also um, bringing more people into. And I also shared the gospel with my two-year-old twins. They didn't really <laughs> get it, but um, I shared it with them and my brother. And so, yeah. Amen. That is wonderful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's exponential. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, guys, if you're under 120 years old and you've got a mouth that works, let me try this side. If you're under 120 years old and you've got a mouth that works, I deputize you to be a soul winner in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Take this script. It works. See, see, the power's not in you and me. It's in the gospel. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That means it's for everybody. And you see, this wonderful thing happens when you start. How many of you have got loved ones that don't know the Lord, maybe that live away from here that you've been praying for? Let me just see your hands. See, I really believe that as you and I will be the answers to other people's prayers and we'll go and share the gospel with their loved ones, that God will raise up people because you reap what you sow. He will raise up workers. He'll raise up harvesters who will go and share the gospel with your family and with your friends and who will make a huge difference in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? I just think everybody should be leading somebody to the Lord. Amen? Glory to God. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be witnesses. It doesn't say you'll just sit in a church and say amen occasionally. It says you'll be a witness. Everybody say a witness in Jesus' name. Amen. I really think that the gospel is the only answer for the United States of America. It's the only answer for us today. 
Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, that means engaged, to Joseph, before, everybody say before, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit." Let me ask you a question this morning. How many of you 2,000 years ago would have liked to be Joseph or Mary? How would you have liked to have been Mary when she first broke the news to Joseph? Hey, Joseph, I'm pregnant. Come on, in your mind's eye, I want you to see this, this couple. They're in love. They're excited to be engaged. Maybe they're walking through a park and holding hands and Mary says, Joseph, <clears throat> Joseph, um, there, there's something I've been wanting to talk to you about. Oh, sure, Mary. I love you so much. You can t- tell me anything. She says, well, Joseph, uh, I'm expecting a baby. I'm pregnant. And Joseph stops. He says, Mary, i got to clean up my ears. I just thought I heard you say that you're expecting a baby. I just thought you said I'm pregnant. Um, yes, Joseph, I, and, and, I, and I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. And Joseph is looking at her now. I, I can't believe this. Mary, I've not touched you. Have you been with somebody else? No, Joseph, an angel appeared to me and, and said, that, said that God is responsible for this. And I'm going to give birth to the Messiah, to the Christ child. Now, by this time, Joseph, I mean, his head is reeling and... The whole sky is moving all around him, you know. So they sit down on a park bench and he says, Mary, can you start from the beginning? Well, Joseph, I, I was a couple weeks ago, I, I was working at the home and I looked and I was startled because there was a man in bright clothing and he said, Hail, thou highly favored one. And Joseph, he told me that I was going to give birth to the Messiah. And I said, how can this be? I don't know a man. And he said that the power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon me and overshadow me. And I'm going to be impregnated literally with the seed of God's word. And I'm going to give birth to the Messiah. And I said, I I, "I don't understand this. And he kept saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I've just kind of hidden in my heart, but I can tell Joseph something's going on inside me. And Joseph's mind is reeling again, and he's, he's thinking, how are we going to tell your mom and daddy? How are we going to tell my mom and daddy? How are we going to tell our extended families about this? Your dad's liable to get so mad, he's, he's liable to cold cock me. What are we going to do? Mary says, we've got to trust God. So they call the families together. Can you sit? Here's Joseph's mom and dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. And here's Mary's mom and dad and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and grandparents. They all together. They say, we've got an announcement to make. Now, I think they were all God-fearing people, but they were not super saints, Okay. So just imagine what it was like that day. 
as Mary is holding Joseph's hand and says, we've got something to tell you. They said an angel appeared to Mary and told her that she's going to give birth to the Christ child and, and she's pregnant and I haven't touched her. No, 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 I haven't. No. He's looking at Mary's father now, you know. I have not touched her. And she says it's of the Holy Spirit. And Joseph says, I don't understand this. But I love Mary. And her parents, friends, loved ones, neighbors. You know, they looked at him and said, come on, kids. We know what you've been up to. You've just gotten too close too soon. And you don't have to make up this crazy story about an angel. Mary says, no, I'm a virgin. This is of God. Several days go by and Joseph, he, he is miserable. He, he's, he just can't believe that his beloved Mary would come up pregnant. And he's, he's having trouble sleeping one night. And he says, God, what should I do? And he finally says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to break off the engagement. And we're going to send Mary away until she has this baby. And then we'll deal with things after that. But the Bible says, look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid. I've got a word from God for many of you here today. Do not be afraid. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Do not be afraid. The angel says, don't be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph now calls all the families back together, his family, her family. They all come together and he says, hey guys, I know I didn't understand this earlier and I don't hardly understand it now, but I want you to know that God spoke to me last night through an angel and this pregnancy is of God. I don't understand it, but God told me not to be afraid to take Mary as my wife because this is of the Holy Spirit. Now, I thank God that the angel spoke to Mary and then spoke to Joseph because I suggest to you that for years, that's all they had to stand on. All they didn't understand things. All they knew is Mary's belly is getting bigger and bigger and they can sense this little one. He's kicking and, and moving around inside her and, and she's uncomfortable at times. And, and all the neighbors, can you imagine what the neighbors were saying? Can you imagine what the entire village of Nazareth was saying? Mary's pregnant. Joseph says he's not the father. They made up this crazy story about this being the Messiah. All they've got to stand on is the word of the Lord to them. And at some point in time, I think, I think that they found Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Let's look at that. That says, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. So they've got the word of the Lord through the angels. They got the circumstances of of them being engaged and Mary getting big with baby. They know what the Lord has told them. 
Then they've got the scripture that the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. I believe that's all they had to stand on. Everybody look at me. Listen with both ears. Look at me with both eyes. There are times in your life that all you'll have to stand on is the word of the Lord. There are times you're going to go through circumstances. You're not going to understand it. The the, the circumstances aren't going to look good. There's not going to be any light at the end of the tunnel. But all you'll have to stand on is thus saith the Lord. All you'll have to stand on is a promise in God's word. You know, in 1988, God began dealing with me about planting a church in a major metropolitan area. And I would dream about it day and night. I didn't know where we were going, but I knew that we were going to do that one day. And in the summer, I guess it was in the spring of 1988, the Lord spoke to my heart and says, I've released you from Regent University. I was working at CBN University in those days, Regent University in Virginia Beach, and I'm thrusting you forth into the harvest. Kathy and I fasted and prayed about it, and I went and resigned my job because I didn't know how to get on with what God had for me to do. And thank God they asked me to stay through the end of October. Thank God they did. And we just prayed and prayed. And I, I, I talked to a number of people that wanted to plant churches. I talked to a number of existing churches. I thought, well, maybe I am supposed to take over an existing church. But that desire to plant was so strong inside us. And one day I got a call from Bob Slosser, who was the president of Regent University. He said, Terrell, Warren Hayes lives on the North Shore of Chicago. And they want to see a strong church planted there and started there. I think you need to meet them. And so Kathy and I met the Hayes, and, and we still didn't know that God was calling us to Chicago. I have to be honest with you. Some of you, I know there's three or four of you here that are from Chicago. Let me just see your hands. Yeah, yeah, three or four of you. Folks, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't like Chicago. I, here's my experience. I had been in Arlington Heights at some meetings, and it happened to be in January. And I got in the middle of a blizzard, and I tried to get from my motel to to. O'Hare Field, which is in Des Plaines, and it's only 15 miles away, I could not get there because the signs were covered were with ice and snow. This was We didn't have GPS in those days. I couldn't tell how to get to the airport. It took me three hours just to backtrack and make my way back to the hotel. And thank God they had another room. I ended up staying there for a week. I was snowed in. I didn't like to travel through O'Hare Airport. Every time I went through Chicago O'Hare Airport, it was so large, it was so big, I would get lost just changing concourses. I was intimidated by that place. I told my secretary, don't ever book me through O'Hare. And here's God saying, I want you to go up to the North Shore of Chicago and plant a church. And immediately this scripture just jumped into my heart. First Thessalonians 5 verse 24, which says, Faithful is he that has called you, who will also bring it to pass. That's a New American Standard translation. Faithful is he that has called you, who will also bring it to pass. And, and Kathy and I are praying as now it's December or it's November. Kathy and I are praying, and I'm miserable because I have a sense in my heart that God is indeed calling us up to, up to Illinois, and I don't want to go. And Kathy doesn't want to go. My father-in-law called me and said, Son, are there any churches in the southeast that would have you? 
I was so miserable. I finally said, Kathy, I'm catching a plane tomorrow. I'm going to go fly up to Chicago. I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to drive all around the North Shore of Chicago and just pray and sense, is, is God in this thing? I remember renting a, uh, flying up there, renting a car, driving into downtown Chicago, starting on Lakeshore Drive. I started driving north. I drove real close to Wrigley Field, the World Series champion. Somebody say hallelujah. I went by Wrigley Field and then I passed the Lincoln Park Zoo and then, and then I, I found myself in Evanston and I passed Northwestern University in, 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 in Evanston and I, I, I drove from there up, just kept on going, just kept on going. I came to Wilmette and then I came to Kenilworth and then I came to Winnetka and then I came to Glencoe and then I came to Highland Park and then I drove into Lake Forest and then I drove all the way up into Waukegan and I'm praying saying God are you in this God are you calling us up here and I begin to weep and God began to put a burden in my heart for the people of the North Shore somebody had told me it was 70% Catholic and 20% Jewish they didn't even have Baptist churches up there and here God is calling me to go in there and plant a, a, a Pentecostal church on the North Shore of Chicago is a highly affluent area. So I'm following Lake Michigan as I'm going north. And then I turn and I come down Green Bay Road and I drive all the way back down to the city and I'm praying and I'm crying and I've got, I'm just a mess as, I, as I'm driving the car and I keep hearing the Spirit of God saying, faithful is he that has called you who will also bring it to pass. Faithful is he that has called you who will also bring it to pass. I drive back north and this time on the Skokie Highway. I'm praying and crying and then I drive back south this time on the tri-state and I'm saying, God, are you in this? And after three days, I flew back home and I said, Kathy, I think God's calling us to plant a church on the North Shore of Chicago. We knew one family. I think God's calling us. She says, I do too, Terrell. While you were gone, I was praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Well, I called my parents immediately. They left Tallahassee and they came up to Virginia Beach. I mean, they were there the next week. And dad said, son, if you're going to do this, I need to go up there with you and just look at everything. So dad and I jumped on a plane. We went back up to, to, to Illinois and, and I took him, I drove him around those same areas I did. And I told him how I'd prayed and how the spirit of God was dealing with my heart. Then we went over to Libertyville and we went into a Baker Square restaurant and we're sitting there having a cup of coffee and some pie and, and it starts snowing. Not lightly, not, not, not a winter wonderland. I mean, a blizzard. I mean, it was terrible. It was almost whiteout you couldn't see anything we're sitting in there drinking coffee i can't even i'm looking for the rental car in the parking lot i can hardly see it and my dad looked at me he says son god better have called you up here <laughs> man we, we we got the church going and i remember remember we, we got going with about 25 people hallelujah Hallelujah. Then we got 35. And by the end of that year, by, we went there, we moved up there on December the 27th. By the following December, we're up to about 50 people. We're excited. Then in January, a man of the church came to me. Now, mind you, we've, we've got 50 people. The church has paid me a little bit of salary, but it's not enough to live on. We've cashed in my retirement, my, 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 my retirement account, my fault. 401k i've cashed it in and so that's what we're supplementing our income on we've also used it we've gone and bought the church a keyboard every church needs a good keyboard amen and we bought a, a nice pa system and microphones and stands and music stands and 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 then we had also 
got up enough money for a down payment on a Astro van because the church needed a van. We were, we were living in Libertyville, renting a house and we're traveling 15 miles away, having services in the Meadowbrook Elementary School. And, and you know, so we're, we're living, we're not, by faith we're blessed. Amen. But we're on the giving side of everything. And a man comes up to me and he says, you know, pastor, he says, uh, you got a nice little church here, but God's calling me to plant a church. Now, this man had come in. I'd actually let him teach. We had two Bible studies going on, one in, one in Winnetka and one in, in Lake Bluff on Tuesday and Thursday nights. And uh, I'd let him teach one of those studies. And, and this man says to me, God's calling me to plant a church. And so I'm going to take everybody that's in the Lake Bluff Bible study with me, and we're going to start a new church. I said, oh, that hurt. That was painful. That was 15 people. Our income's not hardly enough to, we're just squeaking by anyway. So he's going to take 15 people. And it really, it really frustrated me. And, and I, I felt like, well, I'm going to tell you what I felt like. Let me tell you what the Lord told me to do. I was praying about it. And the Holy Spirit said, you bless him. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to go by the nicest reference Bible you can. Leather bound, have his name engraved on it. You tell him you'll pray for him. Then you have a service, and you call him up to the front, and you receive a love offering for him. I remember we, 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 we blessed him that January. His love offering was $1,400. That may not be a lot, but it was a lot for us. It was money that we needed, but we gave it to him. Did you know that God, we sent the, those group out, and, it, and, 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 and we did it by faith. And I remember I got so discouraged about it. And I'd start to pray, and then I'd hear in my heart, faithful is he who has called you, who will also bring it to pass. Faithful. Folks, don't think for a minute that because Jesus was the Son of God, the Messiah, fully God and fully man, that Mary and Joseph weren't challenged to the nth degree. Don't think for a minute that, 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 that it all, because see, they couldn't see. Those family members that were talking about Mary having a baby out of wedlock and who knows who the father is. Folks, don't think for a minute. See, that family, they couldn't see that she was going to have Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. I mean, they might have hoped, they might have dreamed, but they didn't know it was going to come to pass. They couldn't see anything but the pain, the pain, and more pain. And the devil wants you to get your eyes on the pain. He wants you to get your eyes on what you lost. The devil kept telling me you should never have left Regent University. You had this, you had that, you had the other. Nobody even cares that you're up here in Illinois. You're up here like a missionary. Kathy's mother and dad would call and say, don't y'all want to come south? All I knew is that we were hurting, but I kept hearing the word of the Lord, faithful is he that has called you, who will also bring it to pass. Mary and Joseph didn't know that one day Jesus was going to lay hands on the sick and see him recover. They didn't know he was going to raise the dead. They didn't know that he would cast out devils. They didn't know he was going to preach the gospel of the kingdom. I was hurting. I didn't know that one day our church was going to average over 500 people. I didn't know that one day we were going to 
outgrow that elementary school and have to move into a high school. And then one day we would buy 19 acres for a million and a half dollars right on Interstate 294 between Milwaukee and Chicago. I didn't know that we were going to take a, an old tractor factory called the Mungo Center and we were going to take 33,000 square feet of that and turn it into a church that we were going to actually move into the cafeteria that had a huge skylight in it. And we were going to turn that into a sanctuary and that it was going to serve the purposes of God. I didn't know how God was going to bless us financially. All I knew is faithful is he that has called you who will also bring it to pass. You don't know what God's got in store for you. And I'm telling you, don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw in the towel. Don't ever give up. God is faithful, but he's looking for some men and women who will count him faithful when your emotions are just in the sewer, when nothing seems to go right, when people are gossiping about you. You know that old Mary, she had that baby out of wedlock. When people are saying things they shouldn't say. I'm telling you, God is still faithful. When nothing seems to be going right, God is faithful. Somebody say hallelujah. Joseph and Mary stood on the word of God. Let's go back to Matthew 1, verse 20 and 21. While he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she's going to bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Would you say Jesus? Come on, say it aloud now. Jesus. The name Jesus means Savior. In the Hebrew, it comes from, 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 from the name Joshua, which means he shall save his people. And Jesus saves us from our sins. I'm telling you, there's power and there's authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When Kathy and I were serving in St. Augustine at Trinity Chapel Church, on Friday nights, we had an AA meeting that was using our church, Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'd seen many of the people that, that came in for those, for, for, for those meetings. Most of them did not attend the church. And because we were right on the U.S. number one highway, we usually kept the building locked. And uh, so I knew the secretary had left and another pastor had left. And I was the only one in the building. And I just assumed everything was locked up tight. And I heard the door open. I thought, oh, well, it's the secretary coming back. And standing in front of my office, leering at me, was this fellow that I'd seen at the AA meetings. He was six foot four, long, stringy red hair. I could tell he'd been drinking. And he started cursing me. I said, hey, how are you? He begins cursing me, Stanley. He begins saying, I'm going to tear you limb from limb. I'm going to pull your heart out of your body. And he starts walking towards me, getting aggressive. And I'm thinking, help! <laughs> I remember I looked at my knuckles on my desk. I mean, they were, I was doing a white knuckle grip. And I had a window behind me and I was thinking, that's not big enough to get through. And I found myself standing up because he's continuing to walk towards me. And he's cursing and telling me he's just going to do everything in the world to me. And I heard myself say, and I pointed my finger at him. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, sit down and be quiet. He acted like he didn't hear me. He just kept on walking towards me. So I said again, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you sit down and you be quiet. And he stopped. 
So I said it again, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you sit down and you be quiet. And that fella sat down like a tame puppy. Now, now what am I going to do? I mean, I'm the youth. I am not the senior pastor. I'm the youth pastor. I'm not supposed to have to deal with these issues. We give those things to the senior pastor. No, Terry, you can't give those kind of things to me, no. I, I walked over behind him, and I put my hands on his shoulders. And, folks, I held on tight because I was not going to let him get up. And I began to plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ over him. I began to cast out every kind of devil I could think of. I mean, I think I even made up some devils that day. But I, I, I was just taking authority over the prince of darkness in Jesus' name. Man, I prayed and I prayed and I kept thinking, somebody else, please come. Somebody else, please. Nobody ever came. But I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And when I finally finished, I heard this voice saying, well, thank you. And he got up and shook my hand and he left. Glory to God. Now, Kathy and I shortly after that moved to Virginia Beach. Two years later, I'm back in St. Augustine. Pastor George Bass invited me to preach one Sunday morning. I am preaching and I look during the, during the worship and you know who is standing in the choir with his wife, with their faces radiant, giving Jesus glory? This six foot four man with the long stringy red hair who is going to pull my heart out of my chest. I'm telling you, there's authority in the name of Jesus. Dr. Vincent Sinan preached one Sunday morning in Toronto, Canada for Dr. Doug Woodall. And after church, they went to a very nice restaurant. And, and Vincent Sinan tells the story of a man behind them at a table. And he had had too much to drink. He was from Norway. And he stood up and he began cursing the nation of Canada. He began cursing the Queen of England. And that got some Canadian people who had also been drinking. It got them upset. And so suddenly there's a fight in this very, very nice restaurant. And Dr. Vincent Sinan said, he just preached that morning on the power of Jesus name so he stood up and he went over to the man who was from Norway he said sir would you please sit down and be quiet the man said I'd be glad to he went over to the Canadians that were upset and ready to brawl he said would you guys just mind sitting down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and being quiet they sat right down I'm telling you there's authority there's power in the name of Jesus I'm going to tell you all heaven gets involved when somebody, I, 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 I'm not saying the name of Jesus is a rabbit's foot that an unbeliever can pull out and just rub. There's power and there's authority even when an unbeliever uses the name of Jesus. But when somebody is submitted to the Lordship of Christ, when somebody is seeking first the kingdom of God, when somebody's got a pure heart, when somebody's trying to live for the Lord, when you start using the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, you may make all hell starts to tremble. The devils start to take off. Mrs. Ann Horner, her wife is Dr. Jerry Horner. He spoke for us at, at one of our Holy Spirit encounter meetings seven or eight years ago. And Jerry told the story about Ann. They were living in Virginia Beach. And, and Ann, Ann went into a, a pizza takeout place 
to get some supper for their family. And she goes in and places her order and she's having to wait for them to make the pizza. And while they're placing the order, two young men in their 20s, early 20s, they come in and apparently they know the manager and they start talking hard to him. And she said before she knew it, one of them had grabbed the manager behind the back and the other was just pummeling him with their fist. And he said, she says, stop that. They didn't pay her any attention. Stop that, I say. They don't pay her any attention. She said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stop that. They still don't stop. She said, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, leave that fella alone. She said, they at least slowed down that time. The third time, she says, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, leave him alone. And they stopped and they looked at her. Their eyes got big. She says, I'm going to tell you another time. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, leave him alone. And about that time, they took off running. Folks, I'm just telling you, there's authority. There's power. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion. The devil will try to intimidate you. What am I telling you? I'm telling you that Joseph and Mary got a word from God. They had an experience with God, and a person with an experience is never at the mercy of a person with an argument. Some of you are, are scared to use this gospel script. You're a little afraid. You say, well, what if, what, if, what, if, what if they think I'm strange? What if they reject me? What if, but what if they don't? I mean, there's a 50% chance that they're going to accept you. There's a 50% chance. I, I know I prayed with some people. I've used it. I've had some people that kind of, they seem to be tolerating me and they'll pray with me kind of to get me off their back. But I'll tell you what, I prayed with other, I told you about that, the president. I didn't know this young girl was a president of a sorority. She was with a, a young man and he had a pit bull. He was a big guy and, and he had on army boots and, and, and he had, the pit bull was on a chain and they're walking down the street and I, and everything about him is saying, Hey, don't talk to us. Leave us alone. But we went up and started talking to him. And they were just, I said, I said, if you died right now, do you know, would you go to heaven? And he says, well, you, you got to be saved. You got to have Jesus Christ in your life. I said, are you living for me? He said, no. She says, I don't know anything about this. Tell me more. And I went over the gospel script with them. They prayed the prayer to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't, are you here this morning by any chance? I believe she will one day. Let me tell you something. She prayed that prayer. She began bawling and crying. She starts telling us all about her family, all about their problems in, 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 in the state that they're from, about her brother that's incarcerated. And then she comes out and starts hugging me. I'm on the street. Here's this, here's this girl. She says, I'm the president of the so and so and so fraternity at Florida State University. Can I, t- sorority, excuse me. Yeah, she would be sorority, right? She says, can I tell my sorority sisters about this? This is great. I said, you sure can. Here, have some gospel scripts. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I'm going to say it till you say it after me. Hallelujah. Come on, say it again. Hallelujah. Say it again. Hallelujah. It'll make you feel good all inside. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to celebrate communion, but just before we do, and I'm going to ask nobody walking around, nobody talking, nobody moving right now because we are going to be celebrating communion. But in the stillness of this moment, I, I just, I just want to, I just want to talk 
to three groups of people here. And the first group is there may be some people here today who have never placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. But today's the day. Today, I want Jesus Christ. If you died today, do you have confidence that you would go home to heaven? I'm going to tell you something. He loves you and God stands with arms open wide just for you. Will you surrender to him today? Will you surrender to him today? There's a second group of people that are here this morning. At one time, you used to be on fire for God. You love the Lord with all your heart. You're on fire, but something happened. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe, maybe you lost a child. Maybe, maybe you lost a job or had a financial reversal. Maybe you went through a divorce. Maybe you were betrayed by a friend. I want you to come back to God today. Today's the day of salvation. Jesus stands with arms open wide. There's a third category of people here today. You love the Lord. You've asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, but you don't have the assurance in your heart that if you died, you'd go to heaven. You don't have the assurance in your heart. The Holy Spirit wants to give you that assurance. The old devil lies to you and says that you're not really a Christian. The old devil lies to you and says that you can't know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is Lord. If that's you, if you're in one of those three categories, just quickly raise your hand. Just quickly raise your hand. All over this house. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Just quickly raise your hand. Quickly raise your hand. Quickly raise your hand. Let me just try everybody over here to my far right on the left-hand side. You say, I need the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Anybody at all? How about in this middle section? Thank you. Thank you. You Put your hand down. Anybody else? Anybody else in this middle section? How about right over here? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else in this section right here? Anybody else? All over the house. Anybody else? Anybody else? How about in in the center uh, right-hand section? Anybody say, I need the Lord Jesus. I need the Lord Jesus. I want to be born again. I want assurance that Jesus is the king of my life. How about right here in this middle section? Anybody at all? Anybody at all? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Anybody over here to my far left? You're far right. Anybody at all? I need the Lord Jesus today. I want the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Anybody else all over this house? I'm going to ask you, those of you that raised your hand, I want you to start slipping out. Just say, please excuse me. Please excuse me. I just want to make my way down there. Pastor Zach's coming. Come on, Pastor Zach. We're going to pray one prayer together. Come on. Come on quickly. Come on. Come on. Come on quickly. Come on. 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 Come on, there were more of you that raised your hands. Come on. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. We're going to pray this prayer together. Everybody's going to pray it. I want you just to see, see the Bible says that if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we shall be saved. And so we're going to speak his name aloud. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord God, today in Jesus name, I come to you. I ask you to save me. I repent of my sins. I trust your shed blood as the full payment for all of my sins. I thank you for forgiving me. I thank you for living inside me. 
I say no to the world. I say no to the flesh. I say yes to God. I say God. I say yes to Jesus. I say fill me, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.